all about yourself tonight. That's me. We're, I'm just always a mystery. I know. Yeah. I know. Enig- Enig- enigma. We're, we have uh, an enigma. We just got in from uh, Tim's Ford Bear Trace. What'd y'all do there? We actually we played. She played golf, and I I petted the deer. Yeah, is um <laughs> I if, you know you know that, you know frisbee golf. People play frisbee. Yes. Golf. Yeah. So Bill plays Facebook golf. So <laughs> it's basically um he Facebook he he Facebooks and then every once in a while he hits a shot. Oh, That's nice. Me. So he's Facebook living in between yeah. shots. Mm-hmm. So this is golf. Mm-hmm. Okay, She's so before we get into all of this, Bill, I want you to introduce Meredith and just tell our well, listeners who don't know Meredith. Well, she's a Murfreesboro native. Her, uh, She's been very gracious with me over the last, going on eight years. Dang. She's my, oh. she's my uh, <clears throat> right hand. I'm very grateful to have met her and known her, and uh, she comes from a great family. The Palmer side and the Thomas side. Her dad is uh, Dickie Thomas, a long time. He was a teacher and a coach at Oakland High School. Hey, Dad. Hello. Hey, Dickie. And uh, uh, probably one of the greatest athletes ever to come out of Rutherford County. He was a state champion basketball player at Murfreesboro Central. He was also a quarterback at MTSU. And her mom is Peggy Palmer Thomas. So if any of the kids dating back whenever have had – food at school you probably have eaten palmer produce food and that was mayor's uh grandfather were, were the palmers and uh so and then she has they're very competitive her mom's a great tennis player and a bridge player and her brother kyle played baseball at mtsu he was he played baseball at oakland and then was a catcher at mtsu so they have all the they're all athletic and uh, very competitive Mm-hmm. Spent on the golf course, and America attest to this that when we're playing golf together, it didn't happen today. I'm sorry, it didn't happen today. Usually, for riding together, I'll end up walking, or she'll end up walking. No, you let's let's be honest here. You never end up walking. Come you, on, <laughs> come on. What do you mean walk? Well, what are you talking about? It, go ahead. No, I rock, I like to walk and carry my bag usually when we play. So, but due to time constraints today, I rode with Bill. Um, it was getting a little, a little t- it was getting a little touchy there at the end. Oh my gosh. Kept, I wasn't he getting kept touchy. Facebook living and like, I was like, um, kept asking me what we were going to talk about on the show tonight. And you I know, was like, it really sounds like me and you have the same issues with Bill. <laughs> that's, what oh my goodness. that's what I'm hearing here. I just want to say, I, I understand and respect everything that you're saying. I love it. Oh my Thank God. You, I, I, it's not, I tell everybody it's not a night yet unless... Dalton gets mad at Bill at least once. At least once. He's so lovable, though. Or at least roasted. Well, thank you, darling. Thank you. No, but I mean, I just, at one point, he was Facebook living again, which, you know, I appreciate that he loves to do and stuff, but I'm also, like, out there to play. And he was like, what do you want to talk about tonight on the show? And I was like, well, we might be talking about how I I might be the only one on the show, and we might be talking about how I disposed of you in Tim's Ford Lake. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're serious, too. You're about to, like, drive me up a wall. Um. But, you know, that's Mr. Social. He's the social butterfly of the two of us. He definitely is. Okay, <laughs> Meredith, I want to back up and talk about um, your upbringing here in Murfreesboro, where you went to school, and how you got involved in these sports. 
Um, I was a tom. Well, I went to Murfreesboro, Oakland, but I grew up as a tom- I was a tomboy. Um, you know, my dad was always great about playing out with us and playing with us out in the yard, and you know, our yard was kind of where all the neighborhood kids congregated and came to play you know baseball or you know football or kickball, kickball. Or kick the can at night um so those are some great memories of just kind of you know playing sports in the neighborhood and my brother and i were both involved in team sports growing up and i played just about everything but i was about like this big i had like no strength and um i started playing golf at a young age but i really didn't want to give up everything else you know it took me a while softball. To, to give up playing softball basketball and I swam and I played tennis and um, and I, it was hard. It was hard. One, you know, it was hard for me to give those up. But eventually, I did my sophomore year of high school and just focused on golf. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a golf scholarship to play at the University of Memphis, and um, was in school at Memphis for four years, and then came back here after I graduated, and you know, thought for most of my life as you grow up, you think, you know, what you're going to be when you grow up. I was like. Yeah, I'm going to be a professional golfer, you know. And um, obviously when when um, reality kind of strikes and, you know, it's a hard game and there's a lot of competition in college. And so um, I knew I wanted to be involved in sports somehow. So I got my master's at MTSU and then moved to um, – had to do an internship before I got my master's. So I got one in New York City with Sports Illustrated and ended up moving there and living there for – Almost eight years, I believe. Right after 9-11, right? Yeah, right after September 11th. So um, that's kind of like the short, you know, elevator pitch. But you but you, you, ba- you, didn't cover the part that you were uh, a part of a two-time state champion. And you weren't... I mean, were, I, I were got a golf scholarship to, to Memphis, but yeah, I won. You were, was it 93 and 94? It was an individual and then the team? It's 92 and 93. 92, okay. So, so what was it like? Talk, let's talk about your University of Memphis career. You were, you, Memphis is, I'm from Oxford, Mississippi, so Memphis grew up going there. What was it like? Um, it's a good school. Yeah, I liked it. I um, The coach that recruited me was there my freshman year, and then she got the job at the University of Tennessee. Um, I don't know. I look back and I'm like, I just still remember being so young and kind of like, you know, looking at colleges, trying to decide where I was going to go to school and just not, I don't know. It just didn't really hit me that it was like, I was really graduating and going off to school. I don't know what it was. It just kind of, I was, it was kind of seems like a blur and it seemed like a blur back then. And I was just kind of going along thinking, well, where am I going to play golf? Where am I going to play golf? And I really, really loved the coach that recruited me. And, um, that was at Memphis. Her name was Lori Brock. And after my freshman year, um, which, you know, I played all right and I, you know, traveled and played in all the tournaments. Um, and she took the job at Tennessee, which I was like heartbroken and then started kind of wonder like what's going to happen now. And we ended up getting a coach out of Memphis who was a teaching pro at Windyke. Her name was Debbie King. Um, and she came in and was my coach for the last three years of school. And it, and it worked out great. She was a great instructor. Um, we got along with her great. We had some really, really good teams, um, played really well. Uh, I didn't necessarily play really well, but we played well as a team. Um, and, you know, mi- we missed nationals my final my final season by one stroke. So that was kind of – that was tough. But, you know, it ended up being um, a great experience. You know, it was – it was over before I knew it. So um, had some great teammates and got to, you know, play some, have played some amazing courses, made some great friends, like 
got some great experiences, you know, playing golf in college. And it's, I mean, it's hard being a, it's hard being a student athlete. I mm-hmm. mean, it is a job, you know, it's, it's your classes from eight to 12, you're, you have lunch and then you go to practice for four hours a day. And, uh, and then if you're, you know, a, you know, undergrad, you're at study hall, you know, you're at like, um, you know, team sanctioned study hall for an hour or two at night. And I mean, it's, I mean, it's great for somebody like me who can kind of get sc- be scatterbrained and need a schedule, you know, <laughs> and he's, I need to be told like where to be, what time and when. Oh, and, me too. Goodness. Woo, so, um, but it was tough, you know, it was hard because it's like, you don't necessarily get like a normal, well, I mean, what's a normal college experience, but you know, but I mean, it was good. I mean, you're not out partying a lot. You're focusing on golf and you're focused on school and in golf. I mean, your season is fall, you know, we have a fall season, we have a spring season, and then when you're out of school in the summer, you know, we you play summer, you know, USG events and tournaments around um, home and, and throughout the country if you wanted to. So, I mean, it was kind of like a, you're never really off. Mm-hmm. You never had time off. And, I mean, I struggled getting burnt out, you know, off and on. Um, and, you know, I mean, if I could, if I could do it over, I, I just, I wasn't very mature. You know, I wasn't just mentally um, and emotionally mature, obviously. I mean, I'm in college, but still, that's kind of what I look back and think about how um, I didn't play as great as I could have. And I was, it was hard to stay focused sometimes. And um, I kind of had a love hate relationship for the game. So, you know, just getting back to playing for, you know, recreationally has been, has been hard, but I'm enjoying it now. That's you know? good that you can enjoy it now, but yeah. it's hard. Kudos to all these kids. That's why it's I hard. didn't, I went back to school at 32 years old. When you're young like that, woo, I don't see how y'all keep it all it's together. Hard. It's hard. I mean, it's great though. Like I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change a thing about it. It's such, it's such a great experience, a great opportunity. I'm very blessed, you know, that, I mean, my school was paid for and had all these other like wonderful experiences and. Uh, but it is hard i mean it's different mm-hmm. you know it's different and um there's a lot that's asked of you and expected of you as a young college kid um you know it's it's tough but um i mean ups and downs are normal you know and i, I wouldn't change it for the world weren't y'all did, were y'all ever in the top 20 or 25 while you were there or yeah i mean we were ranked in the top 25 every once in a while i mean we'd have some you know good showings and we we, we played right up there with you know, some of the best teams in the country, you know. Um, so, we, I mean, we were good. Who were you some know? of the players that you played with or played against that turned pro? I mean, who can you name some oh, of God. them? Um, I mean, we played against An- Angela Stanford. We played played against An- Angela Stanford a lot, and she's she went to TCU. She's still playing on the LBG really? tour right now. Um you know, my co- my first coach was uh, Wendy Ward's coach. She was uh, played at Arizona State and played on tour for a while. Um, a lot of girls from uh, Wake Forest, and you know, there are a lot of girls and 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 some players that I still see every once in a while, still playing on like the Symmetra Tour or playing in LPGA events here and there. Um, I played, I played against some good golfers. I mean, we the, were at all the top tournaments. You know, we went to, you know, we were at Furman every year, and we went to um, North Carolina. You know, we went to UNC and played in that tournament, and we played at UT. We played the UT tournament. We played in all, like, the top, you know, some, the top tournaments in the region and in the southeast, so. What was that tournament you won in North Carolina? Was it the the greater something in North Carolina when you oh, were? Oh, the greater in your, Greensboro. The AJGA greater Greensboro. Yeah. Yeah. But what? you were you were what eighteen, nineteen? I mean, how old were you? I was 
was I, I don't even think I was 18 yet, but I had graduated from high trophy. school. <laughs> I had graduated from high school already. So I had already I had already signed to play at Memphis and was going to school in the fall and I won that tournament I think the summer before my my freshman year of college, but I wasn't 18. I was young. So um I got word from some coaches that had that were trying to that started to recruit me that summer after um especially after I won that win cuz that was a national event and uh and didn't realize that I was like I already graduated high school, you know. Right. And I think I don't know. I think it's the same, but I don't think you know college coaches can can make any contact with, <clears throat> excuse me, potential um, uh, student athletes until like the summer before their senior year of high school. I believe that's that's the way it was then. I think that's the way it is now. Um, but man, I mean, I've just been seeing so many young kids too, like like declaring early where they're going to school, like yeah. eighth grade, ninth grade, right. and stuff. It's that is like, wild, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see how kids do that. I wanted to be Miss USA at thirty. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even wasn't even thinking about that. But these yeah. days, especially athletics, it's intense. Well, I mean, and it's hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Every you know, every every kid's different. I mean, you don't really know. And every kid's much, you know more or less you know mature, right? Some are more mature than others. And and I mean, I can see the side where not necessarily in eighth grade because I think you may there's you change so much from the time that you're in like mm-hmm. middle school to yes. when you graduate right high school but um you know I can see declaring a year or two early and like getting it out of the way and just you know then going out and just kind of playing your events because um, I mean there is now that and especially in the, the state of Tennessee I mean girls junior golf in the state of Tennessee is I mean has it's just amazing how many great competitive golfers there are uh, in the state of Tennessee. I mean, the Tennessee, um, the TGA and the Tennessee Golf Foundation, they have done, I mean, just amazing yes. work to, like, promote the game of golf to junior golfers and get more and more kids involved, especially more girls. Um, I didn't have a ton of girls that were playing back then, you know, when I was playing. So We want to get into that. And we have a question um, on Facebook, but we are going to take a break right now. So don't y'all go anywhere. We have lots more with Meredith Thomas, our golf superstar, on the Mr. Murphy's Bro Show. Garrison Fork Trucking is a small trucking business located in Middle Tennessee. They aim to provide the highest quality of services for their shippers and receivers and offer the opportunity of job stability and quality of life for their drivers. Benefits include paid orientation and training, performance bonuses, no force dispatch, truck remains with the team, referral bonuses, direct deposit weekly, competitive pay, and a flexible schedule. Give them a call at 615-721-2286 or online at garrisonforktrucking.com. If you enjoy acoustic guitars, stop by the showroom at the Gallagher Guitar Company on Walnut Street in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We are open to the public every Saturday from 10 until 2 and at other times by appointment. We also offer educational tours of the guitar building process. And be sure to check out our live music venue. Why go to Nashville when you can hear live music in downtown Murfreesboro? Look us up at GallagherGuitar.com. Has your home experienced storm damage or do you just need a remodel? Oakstone Builders LLC is your answer. They also build custom homes. You can find them at 3173 South Church Street here in Murfreesboro or call 931-488-5967. That's 931-488-5967. 
Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Grand Slam Collectibles is your place in Murfreesboro to buy, sell, and trade sports cards, collectibles, and memorabilia. Head over to their website only at GrandSlam.com. They're located at 1254 Northwest Broad Street. You can also reach them by phone at 615-809-2362 or become one of their over 30,000 followers on Facebook at Grand Slam Collectibles 615. Regal Tile provides professional closing services with their decades of experience in all types of real estate transactions. They can adapt to any situation and handle it with ease. They will be responsible for safeguarding and properly distributing all transaction funds and documents. When it comes to property rights, Regal Tile will provide peace of mind that every customer deserves. You can find them at 316 West Main Street here in Murfreesboro or online at regaltitlellc.com or by phone at 615-295-8042. Rhonda McCreary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. Excuse me. We, again, we're too busy dancing in the break, and we forgot it. Okay, Bill, you've got a little announcement to, to make. I give out a shout to Captain David Coggin in his Barnabas vision. They're having a 10-year anniversary coming up Saturday, August 7th. You can come by from 5 to 8. It's at the Grove by the Chamber of Commerce. They do a great job. Barnabas Vision does a lot to help people out who are down and out. And uh, David's a personal friend of mine. He does a great job uh, with Barnabas Vision. So we want to applaud them for what they do. And they're having their 10th anniversary next Saturday. Okay, and, yes. Uh, live music, food from the alley, I mean, uh, black box ice cream. And they're going to also have a silent auction. Thanks, Captain Coggin and, and uh, Barnabas Vision for all you do. Yes, thank you all. Great work in the community. Okay, speaking of friends and stuff let's go to our facebook comments meredith and we are getting a few um we got some people that want to say hello to us melanie stratton says hello hey 
Thanks yeah. for listening. Joe Dubin, what's up, Big Joe? Big Joe. is on here. What's up? And, okay, Meredith, we have a question for you. Okay. Austin Where, Maxwell. Austin Maxwell, hello. Hey, buddy, what's up? Where would you practice golf back in the day? VA, Old Fort, Stones River? Fox Run. So, I don't think I, you you I'm not as old as you Bill but like Fox Run wasn't there oh God. when I was growing up yeah how um, you feel no, I'm just kidding. I grew up playing at Stones River Country Club um practiced there um played at Old Fort a, a lot Indian Hills um and honestly Austin a lot of time I had my own shag bag and I would go out and find a field to be honest with you sometimes um go out to Stones River on Mondays when it's closed and shag my own golf balls and I actually took lessons from Will Brewer at the Golf Club of Tennessee um, from the time that I was 15 years old um, until halfway through college. And I would have, but before the Golf Club of Tennessee, while the Golf Club of Tennessee was being built, I used to go take lessons from him at Harpeth Hills. I'm going to get this wrong. I think it's Harpeth Hills. But, um, you know, I also played in... um, but yeah, like I, I, Champions Run is, and, and nowadays Champions Run has a great practice facility. Um, hey, Ray Pierce. Yeah, yeah uh, out at Champions Run, I know it's kind of a haul for a lot of people. But I mean, I enjoy it when I when I take the time to go out there and practice. It's a great place to practice. There's, you know, there's uh, a good driving range. There's a good area to practice short game. Um, Old Fort's got a decent area to practice your short game now. Um, and I've got short game on the brain because that's all I can focus on now. <laughs> I don't have time or um, I don't have time to fix my swing. There's too many things wrong with it. Oh, my gosh. You can go out to Bloomfield Links. I hear people talk about how yeah, that's a good that, place yeah. to work on that. Have, yeah, ever, that little six-hole co- uh, course, the little par three course at Bloomfield, that's awesome. Um, there, there are so many other, there's so many good opportunities for, for kids to play nowadays. And like the like I was saying about the TGA and the Tennessee Golf Foundation, the the SNEDS tour, they've got tons of events like all over the state. I used to play in like, I played in that tour, but back then it was called the Tennessee, um, jun- Tennessee Junior PGA, I think is what it was called. So they had events at all the like courses in you know, Middle Tennessee, Nashville. Um, you know, I'm, I just, a lot of time I would just kind of, I could practice. I'd practice in our backyard, you know, mm-hmm. as long as I wasn't, as long as I wasn't shaking it, and I only had like a wedge or a sand wedge in my hand. So <laughs> all this you know, golf terminology. Get in where you fit in. That's what I, was I, I don't know. Why. I'm gonna shag a ball. I need to I say th- that. All, <laughs> that sounds I'm, so dumb. I'm thinking Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, okay. Anyway. So oh, I'll explain it. So like when Bill has like a golf bag full of balls, because like he'll. F- go in the woods and, and, and get poison and, and get poison he'll go looking for his ball and he'll come out with five, five or ten more and he'll end up in with them in his bag and yes. then he, you know his bag's really heavy but i'll go digging in there and kind of clean it up every once in a while and all the ba- all the balls that like have been played that have you know they're not like Scratch. cut but they've got marks on Scuff. them or they're you know they're they've had they've seen better days they've got a couple of good rounds in them and and i wouldn't play with them on the golf course i put them in a bag that I can use to hit practice balls. You know, use oh, that's the balls. ones I play with normally. Yeah, that's a good idea. Balls. That would yeah. be me. I'd be like, these balls are free. <laughs> then I'm taking them and I'm going to play with them because I'm not buying Just more. <laughs> think yeah. about how many balls are in in ponds. Like if you go to a course, they've got people they hire to uh, scuba dive and find. What well, can you still use those balls, Meredith? I mean, 
you know you clean but, them hey, up but hey you can shag them you can shag the ball or yeah. shag with them <laughs> is that the proper way to say that you know i don't know i just know like when we were um when i grew up playing at stones river we would go and if we were going to go play the back nine we would take we would have to like sneak some of big daddy's like range balls and because i mean he coveted those things That's man. Big like they literally Dixon. have to be ri- like ridden over with like the picker or like a lawnmower to be taken out of the the bucket out Stones river they could just be so like we'd have yarn. to like sneak them and ta- <laughs> yeah we'd have, they'd, have, they'd be unraveling on the inside we'd sneak them in our bag and take them and play number 10 and 11 at stones river because it's like both hose, holes are over water so just to like we didn't want to waste our own golf balls trying to get so over the get pond the shag balls. yeah shag exactly balls. but i mean if he ever saw us doing that we'd get penalized we, yeah we'd get a uh, an earful oh so to speak but. that's so funny earlier when you were saying about uh bringing females to the game and kids you know uh murfreesboro has a new golf pro named emily out at bloomfield and she used to play professionally she's an mtsu alum and she was talking a lot about that and the tennessee golf foundation and our friend wit turnbow that's what he runs does an amazing job and so when i interviewed emily and wit i was just really amazed at all the cool stuff they're doing with golf yeah and when people complain about golf like this money could be spent elsewhere it's really good bring these kids in there recreation and do that because you even said it hey keeps you out of trouble and you can focus yeah. on something and i mean you know it's a it's an expensive game and i mean right it's, um and it and it does you know the cost of it you know has often you know kept a lot of kids out of um out of the game and you know if, if it's great to make it accessible to to everybody because it's something that you know it's tough it's challenging and i mean i always you know i always loved golf because it taught you it taught you so many things about life. And I mean, you can mm-hmm. say, I think you can say that about a lot of sports, right. sports, but you know, as an individual sport, I mean, you know, golf teaches you, you know, it teaches you sportsmanship. It teaches you, um, it teaches you like how to be cur- courteous. It teaches you uh, humility, integrity. I mean, you're on your own out there and like you, you have to call rules on yourself. You know, honesty, if you break honesty. rules, you know, like honesty, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I just really appreciate everything that golf taught me. And I'll tell you, there's nothing more humbling than like knowing that you've broken a, go- a rule in the golf course. Like you know it and you have to call it on yourself or, you know, accidentally doing something wrong that you have to call on yourself. Yeah. I mean, like, and I've done that several times. I've had to do that. I kicked my ball in accident in the state tournament one year. Were like, you mad? <laughs> no, I wasn't mad. I was, Darn. I was walking the yardage off. And I like and just kicked accidentally my... kicked it oh. because I was I thought it was further away from me than it was, and I didn't even kick it toward the hole. I kicked it away from the hole. But so. you didn't mean to. No, it was a total accident. But nobody a, saw me. Nobody saw me do it, what and about... I had to call it oh, on right, myself. You know, mm-hmm. like nobody else playing with saw me, and I had to go and tell them. I just There's a lot my more ball. to it than just hitting. There's rules. It's tough. There's rules. Like That's why that, I can't what's follow. the guy's name? Uh, who was the guy? John Ram, who was on the 18th. He was fixing the putt, and then they came and told him, "Hey, oh, you tested positive." But they had nothing well, to do with yeah, rules. But still, there's a lot of different rules that the yeah. average Joe doesn't know. There's a lot of rules. A lot of there's rules. different depths of golf. I guess what I'm saying, you could play it for. I play it to have fun, and if I have a good hit i want to go back and, and do it again mayor and other people who are really good at it it's very very serious and my, my personality is not to be serious but i respect 
Meredith and others who are are really good at it, and they they get better. Yeah, because it's a super challenging. It's very challenging. Game. Yeah, very. Oh my gosh. Let's hard. talk about Mayor. So, girl from Murfreesboro played at Memphis, heads to the big old city. So let's talk about you New know, York go. and how you got that. Walk us through that part because that's really interesting. Um, so I, you know, thought I was going to play golf all my life, and then kind of you know reality hits, and I'm like, oh well, wait, like one, I'm like I'm not good enough, and two, um don't think I love it enough but you know I want to be involved I wanted to do something with sports so I came back to MTSU and got my master's degree in sport management and I had to do an internship before I graduated Mm -hmm. so I had to do like a you know semester internship and I just started I knew that I wanted to go somewhere I wanted to go somewhere else because I'd lived in Tennessee all my life grew up here um and I just wanted to to go somewhere else if I could. So I just kind of started reaching out to, you know, all these different entities, you know, like all of the, you know, uh, collegiate conferences, SEC, ACC. I would, you know, I reached out to a lot of print publications. Um, I mean, you name it. If it was like sports related, I was just reaching out to people and seeing if they had any internship opportunities. They were probably receptive to you with you being a college athlete. Yeah. I mean, that helped. Mm -hmm. Um, but also, like, I was still, this was, like, before, like, your email, you know, your, this right. is before, like, you know, the digital age, basically. Right so I'm letters. faxing yeah. cover letters and resumes and stuff wow. to all these places. And typing it out. Yeah. And, and yeah. this girl's a wordsmith, by yeah. the way. She's brilliant. So Brilliant. Um, but I was, um, I, I, I mean, I, I first came across this, like, I think it was kind of, like, just, a, like, a luxury golf magazine that it, that's... Um, I think it was Golf and Travel Leisure. I don't know if that still exists, but it was, I think it was Golf and Travel Leisure. It was based out in New York. They, I mean, they published and printed it out of New York, and and I got the guy, the the editor, the the publisher's name, and sent him my information. And I actually he contacted me, and I was talking to him briefly, um, and then I got a call from. Oh no! And then like September eleventh happened. So oh, like wow. I was already he was really interested. I was like, cool, you know, I'd love to come do it. We hadn't set up anything, you know, formally. Um, formally, but he was interested and a cool guy. And there was a, uh, an internship available. And then September eleventh, I think I always forget the timeline of this, but I think then September eleventh happened. And then a week after September eleventh is when I spoke for the to the first time for to the internship coordinator with Sports Illustrated. And she had just moved from San Francisco to New York a week before September 11th. Wow. And taken over, like, she was, like, senior communications um, person at at SI, SI.com. So we hit it off, and I just, she, you know, she was like, hey, I've got, you know, th- this opportunity is available if you want it. Like, we hit it off after a couple of call, like, discussions and conversations on the phone, and and I was like, I was really trying to get there like that fall. You know, I was really trying to get an internship for the fall of 2001. And mm-hmm. at, like, obviously, like it wasn't going to happen. So at that point, after after that happened, I was looking more for the spring. And she was like, if you want it for the spring, you know, it's yours. And so I was like, OK, I mean, Sweet. it's Sports Illustrated. Now, I'd Sports never Illustrated. Like, OK, I'd never been to New York in my life. Um, really? Yeah. And. I, but I mean, it, part of me was like, okay, well, you know, I can handle it. And two, if I don't like it, I can move home. But right. how old were you at this 25, time? 
24. Didn't That's have, a good I think age. I just turned 25. Didn't have How a car. Fun. Didn't have a car. Right? No, I did have a car. I just didn't take it with you me. You don't need it there. Well, I mean, you didn't have a car in New York because you really. You don't need a car. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, you, where did you live when you were there? Yeah, let's talk about um, that. So, I basically had accepted this internship, and then I was like, oh, okay, so now I have to find a way, place to live. I have to figure out how I'm going to afford oh it. I have gosh. to like, figure out all the logistics. And then I was like, maybe I should. I mean, I didn't care necessarily if I went there before I moved there because I was like, I'm going there. You know, it's just, it's an opportunity you can't pass Mm-mm. up. Like, I want to be in sports. And I've got an internship with Sports Illustrated. In New York. You know, it's kind of like. That is awesome. um, So I just kind of started looking at like online about, I had no idea. So I was looking at different websites like roommates.com. I mean, there's all these people. Yikes. (laughs) They need roommates in New York. And then I'm starting to realize like how much like it it costs to rent. Uh And I'm like. Oh my God. At one point, um, there was like, there was these, I think it was like a group of guys and they lived on the Upper East Side and they were advertising this, that they had a room available. Okay. No joke. They had a room available. It was going to be like $500 a month or $600 a month, but it was like, it only had like five foot ceilings. Oh my God. So it was like a loft and you could put a bed and a desk there. Like you couldn't stand (laughs) up. Like you couldn't stand up in the room. I mean, stuff like that. But you looked at it. You didn't live there. I I mean, I didn't know. I didn't live there. But like after looking at like how much everything cost and like what was available and wasn't and what wasn't. And I mean, I communicated with some of these people and like, you know, some people were weird and then. A lot of the times I'd reach out and they were already, you know, they had already filled the room or found a roommate or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, like, at that, that point, like, the the, the, the the loft with the, like, five-foot ceiling was, was starting good. to sound kind of good. Like, I can make this work, you know. But where you ended up was, like, a 600 feet, wasn't it? Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't much bigger. But I ended up with um, a girl who was looking for a roommate on the Time Warner, like, intranet. She worked for Sports Illustrated for kids. And she had, it was like two, I think it was like two or three weeks before I moved there. And I didn't have any place to live. And so That's my wild. internship coordinator, was, like, found her on there and was like, hey, this girl's looking for a place. Or you're looking for a roommate. She lived on the Upper East Side. She actually had a two-bedroom. Like, it was actually two bedrooms. Nice. Um, on the Upper East Side. Yeah. Sweet. But it was tiny. Um, and it was furnished, and she and I like hit it off via email. And she what floor really was cool. it on? When it it was just a third. I mean, that was on the third floor walk up. I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I slept on a futon for two years. Right. And when like I moved there, my brother, I rented a car and had my brother come up there with me because um, I figured, like, I love my brother, but I figured by the time you know it was time for him to go, like. It would be less heartbreaking than my parents leaving me there, right. you know, like true, true. less crying and be like, okay, Kyle, are you yeah. listening? like my brother would be ready to go and I'd probably be ready for him to go. Yeah. I mean, it was still really sad. Like I walked, you know, I, I took him to the train station for him to catch the train to go to the airport and I like walked all the way home. It was really sad. But, Aww. um, but yeah, he just like, we loaded up a rental car. I mean, I think the, think the biggest thing I took were my golf clubes. I mean, I yeah. had clothes and. That's the story. Uh-huh. That but then you ended up living there for what? Eight, yeah. what did you say? Eight years? Almost eight years. Yeah. So, I mean, I love New York City, but living there, and I mean, you just got, after that many years, it was like home. Well, so I moved there, and every, I, think, I don't know if this is just kind of like a benchmark people keep in their heads, but there's like, you know, uh, two years is what you give yourself right. like when you move somewhere, I yeah. think it is. Um, and okay if i'm you know if i don't like it by two years da, da, da. well it took me it took me two years to like get i mean i was homesick you know i waited tables my internship 
didn't pay me anything so Mm -hmm. I had to um, wait tables and that kept me really busy and I made really good money doing that and I met met a lot of people right when I got my when I got my first job which was at ESPN.com and um, when I started that job I had more I had more downtime than just doing my internship and waiting tables and staying busy all the time wow And, and so that was hard because I was working normal you know regular hours and had a lot more time to myself like um when I get off work or whatever but you know I made I met a lot of great people it took me about two years to like meet a good group of friends and feel comfortable there and feel like I had you know a family there you know I had a good group of people around me and and so I never really I never really gave myself like a timeline I just knew that when I was taking the internship that I was not just there for the internship right I was going to stay there and live there as long as I could mm-hmm. you know like I just I didn't want to do the I didn't want to do the internship and just bail but can I ask you a question about like you would go jogging in like Central Park can you tell us and yes I'm going to ask you this because people want to know <laughs> you would run into like celeb. who are some of the celebrities that you like say you're jogging and you would run in jogging jogging who, who there was somebody okay just give us an example was tell it, us tell some it, fun stories. Oh, Bill wants me to name drop celebrity name drop. Yes. Bill, no celebrity I ran into in New York is bigger than you, just so you know, okay? <laughs> oh, um, how sweet. That's sweet. You're though. the biggest celeb I know, honey. Okay. <laughs> um, Nathan Lane, LL Cool J. I used to L- see them L- in really? Mm-hmm. And Sigourney Weaver lived in my neighborhood. Sigourney Weaver nice. from Alien. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, I mean, I worked with all the talent at ESPN, but Dan Patrick, like you worked with Dan Patrick, were, you worked with, uh, uh, you went to Super, how many Roger Super Clemens, Roger got, Clemens, Roger Clemens, that was pretty cool, and uh, Donovan McNabb, yeah, Franco Donovan. Harris, um, yeah, that, yeah, I met Franco Harris, but that was at these. How many Super Bowls have you been to, and then World Series? I mean, this stuff that people would just die for to go to a. Uh, World Series. Who who were they playing? The Marlins in New York yeah, City. Yeah, New York lost. And New York lost. Yeah. And in then the six. Super Bowl was at Detroit. You went to that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The, and the X Games too. She, 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 yeah. No, I mean cool. working for ESPN was great. I mean I, there were a lot of you know nice perks. There were a lot of perks with the job and um, a lot of there's always there's always there's always tickets. There's always ball game tickets around, you know. There's always there's always Yankees tickets. There are always Mets tickets. There are always Ranger tickets, like golf um, tickets. Or it was like uh, US Open. Yeah, I went to like three US Opens. That was awesome. Then that was of. just I mean, I'm very I'm very lucky. That was really cool. Um and that's kind of working in any media that's why it's so fun because you get those fun perks and get to do stuff that you know a lot of people don't i love i went to a horse show one time amazing bill you went to a tractor pull a tractor pull (laughs) um like first the first like athlete kind of like athlete like starstruck athlete moment i had was at um i mean i just started working at espn and we had like a it was nfl season kickoff it was like the thursday night season kickoff and they had i think it was giants and it was a giant stadium i can't remember who they were playing um but like espn had a tent and stuff and and all the salespeople were there and i mean i kind of like i'm new like and i'm new and i'm young and i'm from the south so i'm right. like the little like you know, y'all circus freak. they probably loved it though because you're <laughs> like, so cute your voice i'm the little yeah. circus freak in the corner they're like you know pull her string and see what she has to say see what I'd be like hey what y'all what's up oh god <laughs> talk yeah talk some more how y'all doing yeah <laughs> um 
but uh tony dorsett was there and so like they right. had these footballs like they had these little footballs they weren't little but they were like the cheap little footballs as like you know um like ta- stress, table table st- decorations stress right. table decorations on all the tables and so he was just sitting at a table and i went up to him and i, I and i told him i said um, hey tony i said i'm here with these guys that i work with and then they just they just told me that they think I throw like a girl <laughs> said will you like throw with me or whatever and so he um he was like oh for real and uh, so I stood up and he threw it at me like <laughs> he threw it at me hard and I caught it yes and um and I threw it back at him and and he and he was like I don't know it was just great because that's, he was like she don't she don't throw like no girl what a fun little moment <laughs> I love that Vicky. that's cute and got my picture made with him and you know, it's just kind of talking trash with my work people. You know, who's that kicker for the Patriots? New girl, yes. Uh, not Dramatica, but who was the uh, the kicker for the Patriots? It's one Vinatieri, yeah, Anna Vinatieri. Mm. Oh yeah, I didn't meet him, but you know, I met him at um, great outdoor games. Do y'all remember when ESPN had the great outdoor games? What was no. that all? Tell us it what was like about. the um, it was like the um. They had like the dog agility um, stuff and like the log sawing. It was like all the like like lumberjack guys, oh you know. They had like the lumberjack games, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. They so they had the the log spinning. I think they did log spinning in the water, and See, then they had like the like chainsaw, like like the chainsaw. You got to go to that. Yeah. Yeah. Was it I, no, I, I had to go to that. You that had was to go. like. Work. I feel like I might enjoy that. <laughs> that sounds so rad. Um, Hey, whatever. <laughs> it was fun. It was it was fun. It was it was it was in Orlando, so it was like it was pretty cool. But um like they had they had a pie eating contest and refrigerator Perry was in it. <laughs> we have refrigerator Perry. He won 72 the pie eating contest, yeah. Who so, is that? You he don't know who for what? the like the eighty six is eighty six bears. Eighty six bears. Eighty six he was, he was I, mean, a I do not know him, but you know Chicago hmm. get on the uh, on the one yard line. They put you don't remember the, the Super Bowl shuffle? In. No, I they do put not. the fridge in, he goes straight through the middle and just wipe out everybody. Yeah. yeah. In fact he got up like hey, four hundred. Guess what? Pounds. He did the same thing in the pie eating contest. He just ate the whole pot. He just kept eating the meat. Oh my god! He, uh, he was I think unstoppable. He's still alive too. But he was there, and I uh, met him, and then I met—I don't know what Adam. I mean, Adam Vinatieri was just there as like a VIP meet and greet thing, you know. But there was what, what was that movie you got to go to? The Longest Yard with uh, was it uh, Adam Sandler or yeah. you got to go to the red carpet thing? Well, that was like a, I mean, that was a contest we did. It was like an online promotion and contest we did with like, um, to promote the the remake of The Longest Yard, the movie, Great movie. The remake of the yeah. Burt Reynolds movie with Adam Sandler. And um, so one of the contests we did online was just, you know, like a trivia contest. And so the prize winners won, um, they won tickets to see the movie in LA. They got to go to like the after party. And then like we had like lunch with Donovan McNabb, like the day of the premiere. And I mean, it was cool doing stuff like that. And I met some really cool people. I mean, like they were from like Oregon, these prize winners and they were, they were big golfers. I mean, it was just, That's it wasn't cool. so much like the talent and the celebrities. I like worked with some great people and right. got to meet a lot of great people, you know, that is really cool. everywhere. Okay, so um, I think we're going to take a break soon. I'm not sure, but let's just keep talking until... Or maybe we'll hey, take one now. Dalton's coming Dalton? in here. Dalton? Hey, we don't want Dalton yelling at us tonight, so let's take a little break. The Thank man. you, Come on, Dalton. Thank you to our sponsors. <laughs> we'll be right back. 
Gallagher Guitar Company has been building guitars since 1965. Today we build some of the finest guitars in the world on Walnut Street right here in downtown Murfreesboro. We provide educational tours on Saturdays or at other times by appointment. Whether an individual or as a family, you're sure to find it interesting. Call us at 615-801-8043 or visit our website at gallagherguitar.com. Has your home experienced storm damage or do you just need a remodel? Oakstone Builders LLC is your answer. They also build custom homes. You can find them at 3173 South Church Street here in Murfreesboro or call 931-488-5967. That's 931-488-5967. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street, for a free estimate. We also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Grand Slam Collectibles is your place in Murfreesboro to buy, sell, and trade sports cards, collectibles, and memorabilia. Head on over to their website only at GrandSlam.com. They're located at 1254 Northwest Broad Street. You can also reach them by phone at 615-809-2362 or become one of their over 30,000 followers on Facebook at Grand Slam Collectibles 615. Regal Tile provides professional closing services with their decades of experience in all types of real estate transactions. They can adapt to any situation and handle it with ease. They will be responsible for safeguarding and properly distributing all transaction funds and documents. When it comes to property rights, Regal Tile will provide peace of mind that every customer deserves. You can find them at 316 West Main Street here in Murfreesboro or online at regaltitlellc.com or by phone at 615-295-8042. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. 
Garrison Fork Trucking is a small trucking business located in Middle Tennessee. They aim to provide the highest quality of services for their shippers and receivers and offer the opportunity of job stability and quality of life for their drivers. Benefits include paid orientation and training, performance bonuses, no force dispatch, truck remains with the team, referral bonuses, direct deposit weekly, competitive pay, and a flexible schedule. Give them a call at 615-721-2286 or online at garrisonforktrucking.com. All right, we are back here on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show on WGNS, and I know Bill is going to thank our awesome sponsors yeah, yeah. for us. I want to thank Meredith for taking her time, too. I, we really appreciate you. Yes, oh, we Lo- do. And we love you. Y'all are sweet okay. to invite me, you know. Well, I'm going to tell you this. this I appreciate y'all. Yeah, we appreciate you. <laughs> yes, we appreciate you very this much. This show would not be possible without Regal Title and Tabitha King, <laughs> Iber Bank and Mortgage with Rhonda McCrary, Grand Slam Collectibles, Big Nate the Great Burns, Gallagher Guitars, David Mathis, Oakstone Builders with Chris Rowland, Wheelworks with Mitch Robinson, and my longtime friend, Bill Walker, who owns Garrison Fork Trucking, who's looking to hire a team of truckers. Thanks, guys. We appreciate y'all so much. Yeah, Thank you awesome. for advertising with us. We love it. We couldn't do the show without it. So, okay, Meredith, we have, we're going to close the show out. We have a few minutes left. So, you know, we, you've been to New York City, and then you got to come back home to Murfreesboro. Yeah. So let's talk about what that was like. Um, it was probably a bigger adjustment moving home to, back to home to Tennessee. I can see from that. From New York. For sure. Um, even though I had never, I mean, not to say it wasn't an adjustment moving to New York City when I had never been there. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd lived in Tennessee all my life, and I realized, you know, before I moved, I realized, like, how blessed I was and how lucky I am. I have great family. I have great parents. Mm-hmm. I grew up um, very privileged and very, and very blessed and um, have a wonderful family and friends. Um, but there was just something I just felt like I needed to do i needed to live somewhere else i needed to live somewhere else in right. the country somewhere different um you know different climate like an area that has people with different cultures and just kind of more of a, a mix of america mm-hmm. and um i knew that i was you know i was young i knew that i had you know no ties i wasn't married didn't have any kids and i just felt like if I'm, i want to do this and i'm going to do this i need to do it now right and i just wanted to um, I just wanted to learn and grow and I, and I felt like I needed to move elsewhere to do that and and really like you know go somewhere completely new and where I don't know anybody and just meet people and see how you know I do and like if it doesn't work out you can always come home but um, I just felt that it was really important for my my growth and my maturity and just my ability to kind of see outside of my bubble um and i'm it's one of i mean i'm so grateful that i got the opportunity i'm so glad that i was that i was able to do it that i wasn't scared um because it was scary and it was hard and it was sad um i'm so grateful to my parents that they i mean i don't know how they got through it because i couldn't imagine sending their because i mean let me say i was very naive i mean you know i was naive and sheltered and and just kind of sometimes probably didn't know what was going on half the time like mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like uh, I didn't have a lot of life experience I mean I was young but I mean for my parents to be able to send me there and and, and I know worry about me every single day is right 
I mean, it's heartbreaking to think about, but they were, I mean, so wonderful to to be you able to do thank, that. You can thank them right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mom and Dad. I Thanks, was wondering what they were thinking thank when you. you were up there for that long. I'm sure they missed you so much. My parents yeah. would go crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was. It had. It had to be hard. I know it was hard. Um, but I mean, I just. I'm just so glad that I did that, and it, and it's. Um, it gave me a whole new perspective. I mean, I. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm from Tennessee and have lived in Tennessee all my life, and I just I moved to another state and lived in a, a metropolitan city and the big apple and lived in an area where there's a mix of people from all over the world and there's a mix of culture there's a mixture of religion there's a mixture of background ethnicity and i wanted to be in the middle of that and mm-hmm. i made so many wonderful friends and met so many wonderful people and it it allowed me to like learn to um it, it allowed me to mature and it helped me to grow and see and and meet people who are not like me right and meet people who um don't worship like me um don't have the same you know beliefs as i do but are human beings and right. we're just basically wanting to do good by their family and and make the best of this life and live and work and provide for their families and and I mean that it just opened my mind, opened my eyes, and helped me to be more empathetic and understanding, and open-minded and loving and tolerant. And I just really am grateful that I that I did that because mm-hmm. I see the world in a completely different way now, and I don't know, and I don't think I would have otherwise. Oh know? yeah, for sure. There's nothing like that kind of experience and being immersed in that. So yeah, and we, bringing that back to Murfreesboro, yeah. and now you're working in real estate with Bill and. You know, y'all are doing so great at that. You know, that can only we help did, you. We didn't even get into her, like, world travels. You know, I've been to Canada. Let's see. I've been, I've been to Woodbury. <laughs> Until his passport been was to revoked. Woodbury. Do you she's still have a Europe. passport or they revoke it? Right? No, I still have it. But she's been to Europe, the Netherlands. She's been all different places. I've been to, like, a couple provinces. That's yeah. why Meredith is a cool girl. That's why we oh, wanted her on here she tonight. Is. She's the coolest. And we actually probably should just go ahead and end the show on that. So Aww. I am so happy, Meredith, that you came Thanks, here girlfriend. tonight. I'm glad I got to see you because you're either playing golf or I'm working anyway. So we got to get you up here just to chat. Well, I have been making the joke, but I don't know that it's much of a joke. But everybody's been asking how I've been doing. And I'm like, you know, I realized in the last like year and a half that I, I was made to quarantine. And so I have been, <laughs> I have been thriving and living my best life yes honey you do that in quarantine i love it oh we my love, gosh. You. love you love you Mary. guys thank you thanks so for having much me. thank you everybody for listening mr murfreesboro show we'll be back next week have a great night thanks guys ever seen an acoustic guitar being built? At Gallagher Guitar Company in downtown Murfreesboro, we have trained luthiers who are building some of the finest guitars in the world. You can schedule a tour of the shop and visit our showroom on Saturdays or by appointment. Also, look for live music at our Walnut Street location on Friday and Saturdays, as well as the old-time music jam every second and fourth.
Has your home experienced storm damage or do you just need a remodel? Oakstone Builders LLC is your answer. They also build custom homes. You can find them at 3173 South Church Street here in Murfreesboro or call 